Yes, sir. Get with it or get lost. Episode 12 We in this thing, and we are not done. I know y'all thought we was done, but we not done. Don't get worried. Another hiatus is not coming. We just had to let the Super Bowl hype die down, let NBA season get post-All-Star, you know? Let my Lakers catch back up in them standings, you feel me? And now we back at it, and we're going to come with the content every week for this last playoff push. And hopefully my Lakers get into that sixth seed, you know, and we compete for a championship this year. Right now, you know what, let's just get right into it. I was going to try to save the Lakers for a little bit later, but let's just get right into it. Right now, my Lakers are 6-4 and four in their last 10. You feel me? We beat the Warriors. I wouldn't say handedly, but it was a good win. You know what I mean? The Warriors was full. They had, well, they wasn't full. They was missing Andrew Wiggins, but they had pretty much their whole squad. Steph Curry was back. Steph Curry looked good, too. But the Lakers are on a mission, man. We are playing inspired basketball. D'Angelo Russell will hopefully be back this next game. And we're trying to really make a playoff push like right now we 31 and 34 we got the same record as portland and if we can get to the six c which is three games we're three games behind really two and a half games behind minnesota for the six c minnesota's 34 and 32 we are 31 and 34 you feel me um lebron it's looking i wouldn't say bad you know i think the Lakers are being more optimistic because they pretty much know if we say that LeBron is done, all hope for this season is going to be pretty much done for. And nobody's going to believe that the Lakers could do anything this year if we do say LeBron is done. But LeBron James is 38 years old, man. And we at a point where we appreciate and we love everything he did for us this season because we wouldn't be in the position we are in without LeBron's, you know, superstar play this year. But it's up to AD, man. Our success rides on AD. So LeBron being hurt shouldn't end our season. LeBron being hurt should basically motivate AD to show us that he's still one of the best players in the world. And he should have been showing us that even with LeBron playing. But now... It's really MVP time, AD. Like, yeah, it's too late in the season to actually win that the MVP, but there should be no doubt in people's minds that you are a top three player in the league before the end of this season. Like, for real. Like, we should be in the sixth seed. Uh, our next game is going to be against Memphis. And, you know, John Morant, man, we we, we going to get into all that. But our next game is the, is against Memphis. Uh, like I said, D'Angelo Russell is questionable, so he might he might be back uh, in that game. If not, he'll surely be back in, in the next game. But we just got to keep playing hard, man. We need Jared Vanderbilt to keep doing what he's doing, man. That dude has changed our whole vibe of the team. Like we're we we we're a lot more scrappy. And I feel like with Vanderbilt Vanderbilt out there with AD, we're kind of dominant when it comes to just being long and physical and being able to just out-rebound teams and just lock shit up on the perimeter. Like, man, the Warriors really look small against us. You know what I mean? 
Uh, and I feel like we can impose our will on every team in the NBA. Like, Eastern Conference got some big bodies over there, Milwaukee and Philly, I ain't going to lie to you. But the only team in the West that can bang with us would probably be maybe Phoenix because DeAndre Ayton is a seven-footer and Kevin Durant is over there now. I wouldn't say he's a banger, but Kevin Durant can play big. But other than that, man, can't, nobody can hang with us down low. Like, the Clippers can't fuck with us down low. I like the Kings with Sabonis, but they can't fuck with us down low. Uh, Jokic, come on now. Yes, he's the best player in the league right now when it comes to regular season, and he's probably going to have his third straight MVP, and the Denver Nuggets are number one in the West, but AD, he take Jokic to school every time they match up. We're not worried about Jokic at all. Memphis is the two seed. If John Morant gets suspended for a long time, Memphis might as well be uh I don't think they'll free fall because they got um, enough of a cushion to stay in that top six probably. But, yeah, Memphis is, is going to they're, – they're, they're not going to finish second. Sacramento, I know er, earlier in my NBA pod, I basically counted Sacramento out, and I tried to basically say that they were going to fall out of this uh, playoff uh, push, but they're not. I take, take that back, Sacramento. Me being a Laker fan – I never really respected y'all. I never, you know, thought that the Sacramento Kings, especially the way y'all did Boogie, like, I just felt like that front office was never going to get it right. And don't, you know, don't get too excited. I'm not saying y'all finna compete for a championship. But y'all got a good team. Y'all got a feisty team. Uh, and y'all could win a round. Not two, but a round. Uh... Phoenix, we already know what it is with Phoenix, man. They're pretty much the favorites now. Kevin Durant looks like a perfect fit. You know, Chris Paul is the perfect point guard. Well, not the perfect point guard, but for that team, he's the perfect point guard. DeAndre Ayton is the perfect center. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant can just go out there and just snipe, snipe, snipe. And yeah, man, um, defensively, I'm nervous for Phoenix when it comes to just guards, you know, and if 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 a Steph Curry comes to town or if, a, well, like, unfortunately, I keep thinking of John Morant, but he's probably not going to be here for, for the playoff push, but we'll get into that. Um, yeah, so Phoenix probably moves up. Golden State, Curry's back, so I'll be a fool if I think they're going to go down and in the standings, as long as Steph Curry is, is, is healthy, uh, Draymond avoided a, a big time injury. So, uh, the Warriors look good too, man. So, Minnesota, Minnesota is the team that I am going to say is going to fall out of the top six. Memphis might fall out of the top six, but for the Lakers to catch Memphis, we got to really go crazy, and Memphis has to. That's a free fall. So, um, the Mavericks, the Clippers, those two teams will be competing for that top six spot as well. Uh, Utah, I'm not worried about. Portland, I'm not worried about. So, with that being said, the Lakers, I will say, is almost 99.9%, if not a guarantee, that we will finish top eight. 
I will guarantee that. We'll finish top eight. Um, and if we do get into the plan, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I'm really not. Like, I feel like we can beat any team in the West. Uh, Phoenix, we don't have to worry about them unless we actually get to the playoffs and move uh, up a couple rounds. Golden State, we probably won't have to worry about them because they won't fall out of the top six. Uh, Dallas, we can beat. The Clippers, we can beat. You know what I mean? Utah and Portland, we can beat if they end up, one of those teams end up being in, in that spot. So let's just stay locked in, man. We need LeBron to come back. Like, that's the real issue. Like, if LeBron can come back healthy, then the sky's the limit. But no LeBron, the sky's not the limit. I can see us basically making the playoffs, but if LeBron's not back uh, before or by the time game two or three is, you know, by the time game two or three pops off in, in the first round, if LeBron's not back, our season's pretty much going to be over. Uh, but I feel like we can win a play-in, uh, a little play-in tournament without LeBron. I really do. I think this team can do that. But, man... That injury couldn't have came at the worst time. Like, a lot of people are saying, according to uh, Sham uh, Sharana, um, the writer for, I believe, ESPN. Sorry if I'm getting that wrong. Um, But, yeah, man, he basically is saying, like, it's our right foot tendon injury, and it's going to be reevaluated in three weeks. So, you know... Like, I don't know, man. Like, LeBron is Iron Man. And if anybody can come back from a injury before they're supposed to, it would be LeBron James. You know, he is the go for a reason. So, I'm going to stay positive, man. I don't have a reason not to be as of right now. So, my Lakers are looking good. Um, I feel like contender-wise, the West is still wide open. Like, I'm not worried about, about the West. Um... Let's speak on John Morant real quick before we move to the East. Um, John Morant, man, uh, I don't want to hop on my podcast and call you out your name or assume that, you know, I can't assume that, you know, you got the answers at 23 years old because I know my mindset at 23 years old. I know, you know, this type of stuff. I was on at, at your age, so and I'm 31, by the way. So I still, you know, trip out from time to time and do stuff that I regret and you know things of that nature. But one thing about me, and I'm not comparing one or two because that that's not fair for me to say. Oh, what well, I would never do that if I was John Morant because that's easy, easy to say or whatever. But one thing about me, I never um, tried to mess up the bag, man. If I knew, especially in my position now, I got three kids, a wife, I can't mess up the bag. So with that being said, John, bro, you I know you got a daughter. Um, I don't know what your relationship style is, but I know for a fact you probably take care of, you know, 10, 20, 30 plus people in your family, um, including your child, you know. So it's one of those things, bro, don't, 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 don't fumble the bag, bro. Like, I get it. Um, you can't be soft out here. Um, you are a target. 
I don't know what's been going on in Memphis. I don't know what's going on in um, your hometown. I forgot where you in Zion, North Carolina. I don't know, bro. I, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know, you know, what type of uh, threats you got going on on, on on your life. I don't know. All I know is the IG live, bro, that's wild, bro. Like, you fumbling the bag, bro. Like, that's all people... Um, is thinking real like you know from whatever cloth you cut from whatever uh part of society you come from rather you a gangster or rather you a um a corporate person or you're just a normal you know mid, mid middle class uh working you know nba fan like everybody's thinking the same thing bro like don't fumble the bag john now you got a golden opportunity to live one of the best lives that has ever been, you, you know, put out there for a man or woman or human to live, bro. You got it at the palm of your hands. Like the world is really your canvas right now. So that's all I got to say, man. Take care of your family. Um, whatever you do, man, just quit. Like quit trying to show it everybody what you got going on man like i'm not gonna sit up here and preach to you you know what i mean but just everybody don't have, have to know what y'all got going on man that that ig video was wild like come on man that was wild so get it together Jai. um i will say this i hate to be on this side of the fence um unfortunately i i don't want to lose my street cred when I say this, but I think John needs to be suspended, man. Like you can't let that ride out. Like I feel like um, if the NBA doesn't or Memphis, whoever's the one that's in charge of uh, dishing out this punishment, if you don't nip it in the bud and give him a harsh punishment the way they gave Gilbert Arenas, um, this, this situation would happen again with a different player guaranteed i'm not saying john morant will make the same mistake twice but if you give him 10 games or five games or whatever whatever um where it's a point where he can come back and kind of finish this season out i really feel like it's going to get worse when it comes to some of these players that's coming into the league because um this generation man i'm not gonna get into an old man get off my line speech but this generation is wild man so with that being said i think john needs to at least be suspending the rest of the season um i would be fine if they let him come back for the playoffs uh but i wouldn't be shocked if they suspended him for the rest of the season and for the playoffs and he comes back next season that would be cool with me if they suspend him like 50 games or they give him the same amount that they gave gilbert i can't really remember i think gilbert was like 60 plus games um and it bleeds over into the majority of next season i'm cool with that too um i don't think he should miss this season and next season I honestly, if I could be the person in charge of his punishment, if it was my decision, I would spend him for the rest of this season, let him play in the playoffs. But like I said, I would not be pounding my fist like, oh, that's not fair if they suspended him for the whole playoffs and 30, 40, 50 games into next season. I wouldn't be 
looking at the NBA like, oh man, that that's excessive. But if he can't come back by the middle of next season, then I think it'll get a little uh, excessive. Uh, you know, but let's hope he shows remorse. I mean, he does. He did. He put out a statement. You know, so I'm not saying John isn't already doing what he's supposed to do. To you know, get back everything that he worked for. So. Yeah, man. Shout out to John Morant, though. I'm still a fan. Um, and I, I just, I want to see you win, bro. I'm I'm a fan, so I want to see you win, bro. Like, I, I'm a Laker fan through and through, but every time I watch Memphis, I root for y'all unless y'all going against, against my Lakers. And even if y'all go against my Lakers, you one of them players, I'll be like, when it's a player I don't like, I'm going to be like, man, F that dude, man. Oh, I can't stand him. Woo. But when it's a player I actually like busting my team's ass, I'll be like, hey, man, that's that's John. Hey, man, that's Tatum for you. Hey, man, that's Durant. Hey, that, that's Curry. But when it's a player I don't like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, give him their props like that. But, John, you know, man, get it together, bro. I love you. Um, I don't know you, but I love your game and I love watching you play basketball bro so shout out to John Morant and I hope to see you back on the court soon my guy um moving on to the Eastern Conference it's it's the uh the I guess the wild wild east (laughs) you feel me you know wild wild west I don't know what the what the version of the east uh would be but yeah man New York they on a nine game winning streak 91 in their last 10 um, they 39 and 27. They got that fifth seed looking secure. Um, they two games behind Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland is a weird team because they can't really win on the road. They're 13 and 19 on the road, 28 and 7 at home, though. Um, but I don't know if Cleveland is going to be able to win a lot of playoff series with such a horrible road record because you got to win on the road in order to win the playoffs. You're going to have to win at least two on the road. And if it goes longer, you're going to have to win three, you know? So, I don't know if I believe in Cleveland as a championship contender, but I do like them being a frisky round one team. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if they pushed into the Eastern Conference uh, Finals, but, you know, if I had to really pick my two top contenders, honestly, it's Milwaukee and Philly. Uh, Boston, I'm not hating on y'all. I get it. You are the Celtics, and I am a Laker fan, so people are going to assume I'm going to have to be like Bill Simmons and hate on the the rival squad. Uh, shout out to Bill Simmons, too, man. Um, but I'm not. I don't hate on Boston. Um, you know, some of their players get on my nerves from the past, but honestly, this version of the Boston Celtics is really easy to root for. I like Tatum. I like Jalen Brown. I like Marcus Smart. I like Al Horford. I like uh, Derek White. I like, uh, you know, Robert Williams, like, I like everybody player-wise on the team. It's just that damn leprechaun. I can't stand them. But, yeah, man, I like Boston, but uh, I don't like that their coach is is a brand-new guy, uh, Joe Mazzula. And I just feel like there's a couple teams that feel like they'll be able to beat Boston based off of just being able to out-coach them. And um, I think Miami's one of those teams, like – Miami's 35 and 31, and they're sitting at the seventh seed, and Boston's sitting at the two seed. 
And I would not be shocked if Miami upset Boston in the first round. Like, I would not be shocked. Uh, Atlanta's an eight seed. You know, they got talent over there with Trey Young and DeJounte. They just hired a new coach. Uh, the dude does from the, uh, the Jazz. What's his name? Quinn Snyder. So, we'll see. I mean, Atlanta's one of those teams where they got the talent that if they go on a run and knock a couple teams out in the playoffs, I wouldn't be sitting here shocked. But at the same time, uh, I don't know, man. There's something about Trey Young, man. There's something about him. There are others. I just don't know if if if, if he can uh, get this this team to rally behind him. Uh, maybe Dejounte Murray has to be that guy to kind of step up and have the team rally around him um, and Trey Young kind of do it, you know, as a uh, co-leaders of the squad. But something about Trey Young, man, where it don't seem like he can lead a squad to victory as of right now. Uh, Toronto, they sitting at the nine seed. Uh, they're six and four in their last ten, so they're not horrible. But I don't know, man. Uh, I don't really like Toronto this year. Washington, you know, ain't nobody worried about them. Kyle Kuzma's having a good little season, and Bradley Bill. This is one of his quieter seasons. I need to look up his stats because I'm sure he's playing good. I hope he's not hurt because I'm gonna look crazy right now if I don't know if Bill is hurt or not. But I'm not worried about the Wizards. I'm not worried about Toronto. I'm not really worried about Atlanta, but like I said, they got talent. Um, Brooklyn, they're sitting at the sixth seed. They're 36 and 28, and it's funny because everybody assumed they were just going to fall off, and they won their last two games. Uh, Four and six in their last 10. That's not ideal, but yeah. I mean, Brooklyn's still 36 and 28, so with that being said, they might be able to Make, make make a little push and um, keep, you know, a top six seed. Because if they fall into the play-in, that's why I get nervous for Brooklyn. Excuse me, I have to take a sip of my water. But, yeah, I get nervous for Brooklyn if they fall into to that play-in because Atlanta could beat them. Toronto could beat them. Shit, Washington could beat them. But – and Miami for sure can beat them. But if they can stay in that top six seed, they don't have to worry about, about the playing, you know? And then they can go from there. And once the playoffs start, it's kind of like anything's possible. Shit, you might even get a Ben Simmons uh, resurgence. But with that being said, Philly and, and Milwaukee, those are my top two in the East. And with the West, I don't want to name my favorite top two right now because my Lakers are still, you know, climbing. Uh but I will say Phoenix is scary. I will say that. And if, if I have to, if somebody forced me, like, twisting my arm, then I'll probably say Phoenix, Gold, Golden State as my top two. Um, just because Curry's back and they're still the Warriors, man. Like, I'm looking, they're 27-7 to seven at, 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 um, at home. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's the second best record in, in the West behind Memphis. Oh, no, I'm sorry, third best because uh, Denver's third 30-4. But I don't know. I just don't. I don't believe in Denver. Something about Denver, man. They gonna have. They gonna have to show me in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I got Phoenix, Golden State is my top two in the West. But like I said, my Lakers are still coming. And then I got Philly, Milwaukee in the East as my top two. So we'll see, man. We got about. Let me see. <coughs> Excuse me. We got about. 41 and 26 
how much games is left? We got about. So we got about 18 games left. So we'll see. It's about to get real. You feel me? It's about to get real. So let's talk about this NFL combine real quick. Well, first let's talk about this NFL news period. Then we'll talk about the combine. And uh, we'll go from there. You know, we'll probably wrap this thing up. Because I don't really want to talk about the John Jones fight because it was so quick. And um, I love John Jones, but I don't know, man. Something about UFC, it's just it's just not, like, peaking my interest. Like, every time I uh, watch a UFC fight, like, I enjoy myself and I have a good time, but it just don't hit like boxing. And I don't want to uh, get into the boxing UFC debate because I do need to get the cousin Jay Sticks on here to debate that because me and him argue that all the time man and i'm still the ufc fan it's just i don't know man it's just something about some of these ufc fights that are very underwhelming um but i will give ufc the credit uh dana white the credit you do give us the fights we want to see so um israel adesanya when he fights Pereira again i will watch that fight um leon edwards kamari usman i probably will watch that fight um, but other than that, I'm not thinking of anybody else. Uh, and then John Jones, that's it. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but NFL, uh, that was a quick little fight game uh, hit. But NFL, let's hit it. Uh, Geno Smith just signed a three-year, $105 million contract with Seattle. I like it. I'm not mad at it. Pete Carroll is one of them dudes. Um, he brings the best out of his players. I think he did it at USC. Um, man, he's, he's doing it in, in uh, Seattle, man. He gets guys to to, to believe in themselves playing um, under him. And a lot of dudes play their best ball of their careers once they get with Pete Carroll. So, shout out Gino. I hope he stays up. I hope he continues to uh be successful in the in, in, in the NFL man because I was a fan of his at West Virginia and um I don't know why he got punched out like I know they said it was it was over um some uh, gambling or Gino owed to do money or something like that I don't know but um he got a you know a bad rap when he got punched out and I don't think anybody uh I don't think any GM really wanted to hand their 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 team to Geno Smith after that incident. He didn't really show. Like Colin Cowherd says, shout out to Colin Cowherd. He didn't really have the presidential quarterbackial vibes going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just made that word, word up. Uh, but yeah, man, he didn't really have those presidential vibes when it came to just carrying himself as like the leader of a franchise I feel like when he first came into the league but I feel like um he showed Pete Carroll in Seattle that he has that in him that he 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 uh, can lead a team I feel like Seattle believed in Geno uh I feel like the them, them boys play hard for Geno uh and he got some receivers over there because DK Metcalf is all world uh Tyler Lockett's a hell of a receiver uh, Kenneth Walker can run the shit out of the ball, so um, 
hey, Seattle got something cooking, man. Let's just see if they can get that D defense back to a top flight defense and Seattle can be right right back in it, man. Right right back in that championship uh talk. Uh yeah, because Gino has all the skills. So I'm not mad at that. I feel like Gino's issue was up top. Like they didn't trust him up top. But physically Gino has always shown that he he can he can quarterback with the best of them. So um Calvin Ridley's back. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars get him back so he had his little suspension it was a little out little suspension he was out for a whole season but we'll see man uh, if Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley can tear up the league uh, he gonna have to compete a little bit for, for some catches you know cause Zay Jones emerged and Christian Kirk is is the the wide receiver one on on, on the payroll at least so um, we'll see, man. Calvin really is the type of receiver that I feel like no matter where he goes, he's going to be effective because he's a route runner and he and he got hands. And then his speed and his uh, athleticism is top flight too. So he can he can get busy in uh, Jacksonville. I just hope everything is. Is up is good up top with Calvin, you know, because the whole gambling I shit, I, I that was wild, like bro, you're tripping, like you're making too much money to be um, gambling on, on football games, so I don't know. And to me, I know pe- people gamble like for fun or whatever, like, but to me, I'm thinking you're gambling to make money, right? So it's like, why are you gambling like that? Um, on your own sport, bro. Like you're a NFL player. Like that's crazy. But yeah, man. Um, Lamar and the Ravens uh, met recently, so you know I hope he stays. And in... you know what? Let's take a short little break. We'll be right back. The Ravens pay him whatever he need because it's one of those things where um, I'll be real. Like, I feel like Lamar has answered every question. Like, why is he not just a guaranteed to get his money? Like, what's the, the holdup? Because I feel like Josh Allen, it wasn't a holdup. Kyler Murray... It was a slight holdup, but it really wasn't a holdup. Uh, Mahomes, obviously, you know, it wasn't supposed to be a holdup at all. But I feel like certain quarterbacks, man, they teams give them the money because they know what they got. And I feel like Lamar has checked all all the boxes. Like, I really want to hear what the Ravens are doing up top when it comes to, like, mindset when it comes to Lamar Jackson and why they're not paying him you know what he deserves um i don't think he's injury prone like i feel like lamar um had a injury last year this past season but the year before that i feel like covid was really the reason why he was in and out 
And I feel like Lamar has done it, man. He's done everything to show you he's a franchise quarterback. Give him his money. Like, point blade, period. Um, Tony Pollard got paid. Yes, sir. Well, not paid, but we gave him a franchise tag. So, he'll be getting $10 million. Uh, And I really feel like that's kind of confirming that Zeke is going to be out of there. Like, um, I would love to see Zeke come back. Um but I think Zeke is probably going to be out of there, man. Um, uh, Josh Jacobs got franchise tagged by the Raiders. So he'll be getting paid like 10 some uh, million too. So that's crazy. Um, wow. I just seen that the Minnesota Vikings cut my high school teammate, Eric Kendricks. That's wild. Um, man, shout out. Eric Kendricks, man. I really hope you come to the Cowboys or something. That would be dope. Um, man, I'm about to be following that closely. I, I, I really am interested to see what team he lands on. Um, Allen Robinson has been uh, given permission to seek a trade from the Los Angeles Rams. Um, and they're willing to pay a portion of his 15.25 guaranteed salary to facilitate the deal. That's wild. Um, the Rams are in shambles, man. I feel like they kind of sold they their souls as as a team to get that Super Bowl. Um, but they got a Super Bowl. So it's like I feel like my Lakers are kind of in the same predicament. Like we kind of sold our souls to get that one with, um, with AD. And now we kind of trying to still compete with the scraps, you know. So, you know, but not to go back to my Lakers, but we don't have scraps now. I'm not talking about this season. I really love uh, my team post-All-Star break. But back on the Rams, yeah, man, that uh, signing was kind of a big deal when people, when it came out, people, oh, Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup, oh, my God, Matthew Stafford. Uh, But now that Matthew Stafford has shown that, you know, injuries are starting to catch up to him. I don't know, man. The Rams are looking very, very uh, vulnerable right now. So if I had to pick uh, the division, like, leaders in the NFC West, it would definitely be the Niners, number one. It would be Seattle, number two. And then a healthy Kyler Murray, I might pick the Cardinals, you know? So we'll see. Um Man, still can't believe Eric Kendrick's got released, but that's crazy. Uh, Derek Carr signed a four-year uh, deal with the Saints, uh, $150 million, uh, four-year $150 million, $100 million in guarantees. So, you know, that's pretty pretty good for uh, Derek Carr, man. I'm glad that he was shown, you know, he was shown a lot of interest when he got cut. Like, I feel like a lot of people were trying to put dirt on Derek Carr's name. Like, he wasn't the same dude and that his career was pretty much, you know, coming to an end soon due to his lack of, of you know, performance. Devontae Adams came over there and he still had a hell of a season personally. But team-wise, the Raiders didn't really, you know, have a good year. So, um I'm glad that the Saints gave him a nice contract, paid him some money. Um, I still think a healthy Derek Carr is better than a lot of other quarterbacks. Um, Chris Olave, uh, Jawan Johnson is an offensive solid tight end. Uh, 
We'll see if Mike Thomas, you know, can come back. Uh, we'll also see if Alvin Kamara can actually play next year because um, I know y'all seen that video. That was bad, Kamara. So I don't know if he's going to be playing next season for Derek. Um, we'll see. Um, but either way, the Saints are a good franchise. They're a good team. Uh, yeah, man, I'm glad Derek Carr went there. Um, Daniel Jones and the Giants are still talking. Um but they haven't came to a deal yet. And uh, I don't know if they're going to franchise tag him or not. That's going to be a big discussion. Uh, They also got Saquon. Um, That's a free agent. So I don't know if they're going to franchise him or not. So we'll see. Keep an eye on on the Giants. Um, But yeah, man. Um, And other NFL news, the NFL Combine was cracking these last couple days. Um, the quarterbacks came out, you know, show what they got. Uh, I'm not going to talk about every quarterback because it, it's it's a good amount in there. Um, but uh, the one that I like is obviously Anthony Richardson. Um, he's a beast. He came out and ran a freaking 4-5, I believe. No, a 4-4. Anthony Richardson ran a 4-4-3. His vertical jump was 40 and a half inches. Um, it's crazy. Like, this dude is built 6'4", 244 pounds. Um, he calls himself Cam Jackson. Uh, combination between Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. A lot of NFL scouts um, are comparing him to Josh Allen. Um, I think he has more um, acceleration and just pure burst than Josh Allen. Um, And then I don't know if he's going to be able to run through people the way Josh Allen is. Because even though he's 6'4", 244, you got to show me that you like that contact. You know what I mean? But he a big body, um, nice big arm. Um, A lot of the things that they say about him that he needs to work on is his uh, short accuracy, medium accuracy, reading defenses, um, things of that nature. But just physical traits, it don't get better than uh, Anthony Richardson. So I feel like if a team does want him, they're definitely going to have to spend a first-round pick on him. I I don't see him falling uh, out of the first round. So we'll see. Um, Another quarterback that looked really good today was uh, C.J. Stroud. Um, I feel like he's an Ohio State quarterback, so people kind of have, you know, a nervousness when it comes to them. Uh, Justin Fields looks good, you know what I mean? So I feel like Justin Fields is the latest Ohio State quarterback, and he's pretty, you know, solid. So there's no reason for people to just assume that all Ohio State quarterbacks are not good because Justin Fields is good. So we'll see if he stays good. You know what I mean? Um, but C.J. Stroud, man, he's he threw at the combine. I don't think he did any of, of, of the drills. But, uh, you know, he got good size. He's weight-wise, not the biggest dude, but he's 6'3", 215. Um, and a lot of people are um, – thinking he's going to be maybe the top quarterback took him, but the real top quarterback took him and the guy that people are 
I want to say the most um, questions, you know, are circling around this prospect is Bryce Young. Um, he didn't compete in any of the physical combine drills. He didn't do any, you know, running. He didn't do any throwing. Um, but he did measure out, and he measured out to be 5'10", 204 pounds. Um, that's smaller than Kyler Murray. That's smaller than um, uh, Russell Wilson. Um, about the same size as, as Tua. Uh, Weight-wise, he's still a little bit smaller than Tua. Um, but when it comes to just being a pro-style quarterback and just the film, you can't really get better than what Bryce Young put up, put on film his last um, this last season, and it's pretty much his whole Coco career at Alabama. So we'll see, man. I feel like football is um, they're trying more and more to make it a less physical sport. Like, I know that sounds crazy because it's going to always be a physical sport. But I feel like, especially with with the quarterbacks and with receivers, they're trying to protect those guys and um, they're able to take less hits. And I feel like you can be smaller now and play in the in today's um, NFL. Um, Devontae Smith is a perfect example. A lot of people thought he wasn't going to be able to be effective because of his weight. Uh, and Devontae Smith is pretty much, I wouldn't say he's doing the same things he was doing um, in college because he won the Heisman, but he's a pretty damn good receiver. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to assume Bryce Young can't play. Uh, Tua, I feel like, has bad luck. A lot of people um, want to say, oh, well, Tua's small. That's why he was getting um, a lot of, Injuries, but I don't know, man. I feel like Tua kind of has bad luck too. Um, Kyler Murray, uh, that was an ACL that could have happened to anybody. Now the non-contact injury, and then Russell Wilson has pretty much been healthy his whole career. Like he had a hand um, injury a couple years ago that knocked him out. But other than that, Russell Wilson's been sturdy. Um, but Russell Wilson also is is, is a lot more. Uh, bulkier than Bryce Young and he has a lot more weight on him so we'll see man I like Bryce Young I think he's still the best quarterback in this draft um if I need a quarterback to start for me right now and I have a great team and I feel like the quarterback's the only thing I need like for example which this is wouldn't you know be able to happen for them but the 49ers if this was this year's draft where they instead of doing the Trey Lance stuff uh, two years ago, if they could have did that this year and traded up to get Bryce Young, I feel like they would be a Super Bowl contender easily with Bryce Young. Easily. Uh, you know, I think he's the type of dude, if you can plug him into a team that already has good receivers, a solid O-line, good defense, you will be a Super Bowl contender. But he's probably going to go to a team that doesn't have any of those things in place, and he's going to have to do a lot um, for the team. So we'll see. Um, hopefully the Jets can try try to move up and get them. But um, I feel like C.J. Stroud is a good quarterback, but he might be a project, but he might surprise people and start day one. I feel like Anthony Richardson will not start day one unless he goes to a team that basically has a injury or they just don't care about winning um, right away. Because... The film that he put out last year in college shows that he's very raw. 
Um, and that's why a lot of people compare him to Josh Allen because Josh Allen didn't put out really good film and uh, at, at Wyoming, but his measurables and athleticism and his arm were just off the charts. So people just was like, well, we got to draft this kid. So we'll see. Um, also, uh, offensively, um, Bijan Robinson had a good combine. Uh, he's the Texas running back. A lot of people comparing him to like a Najee Harris or somebody of that nature. Um, he's not as big as uh, Najee height-wise, but um, he's solid. Uh, 5'11", 215, right where he ran a 4'4". So um, that's the guy I want my Cowboys to get. Um, they're also comparing him to Josh Jacobs. Um, but yeah, that's all I want my Cowboys to get if we do end up losing Zeke. Um, but we'll see. Um, I don't think there's going to be more than one first round running back. Dijon might not even go in the first round. And he's pretty much the best running back in the draft, in my opinion. Um, but we'll see. And then receiver wise. We had a couple guys that looked good. We had Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. He looked good. Um, Jordan Addison out of USC looked good. Um, Jackson Smith Nigba. They're comparing him to Odell Beckham, the dude out of Ohio State. He looked good, too. So I think... um, I think... If you're looking for a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson of that nature, rookie year, I don't know if you'll find that in this draft, but I do think there's some good receivers. Um, but I don't really think anybody has like set 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 themselves apart uh, because of the combine. So we'll see, man. We'll see what happens down the road um, when it gets a little bit closer to draft time to see what receivers kind of stick out as the guys that's going to be a top, you know, top 15, top 10 pick. Um, I was really impressed on the defensive side with um, Nolan Smith out of Georgia. That dude is a beast. Like, I feel like um, he should be in consideration for, like, the number one pick. Um, But he... You know, he's he's a senior coming out, um, but he ran a four three nine, and he's six two two forty. Like as an edge rusher or a linebacker, like my God, like this dude is a specimen. Um, so whoever gets him, I feel like is going to be lucky. Uh, like I, I I don't see him not being a successful NFL player. Um, Will Anderson Jr. out of Bama, he, he ran a 4.6. Like, he's 253 pounds and ran a 4.6. That's crazy. Um, he's in talks for being the number one pick, too. So, we'll see uh, what happens. But other than that, uh, I'm going to be honest. I haven't really watched the combine um, through and through to see every position. That's just some of the guys that stuck out to me. Uh but I feel like I feel like this year's draft isn't 
going to be a draft that people talk about as one of the greatest drafts, you know, in the last 10 years or five years or whatever. Like they talk about Bob Miller and Cam Newton's draft or whatever. Um, I feel like this draft is kind of lackluster. Um, you're still going to get, get some good players, you know, but I just don't see the, the all world guy in this draft. Um, but, you know, hopefully my Cowboys hit like they, you know, have been for the last few years. Uh, I wanted to shout out somebody, too. I know we're going a little back and forth, but uh, back to the NBA real quick. I wanted to shout out two players on my Lakers that I feel like um, don't get enough credit for how they've been playing in this run for us um, pretty much all season. But Dennis Schroeder and Austin Reeves. I love how you guys have been playing. I love the way you guys play the game. Um, you play hard. Uh, Schroeder, you, we were up up and down that first year with, with, uh, with the Lakers. Um, then you, when you left, you know, you had a little things to say. But at the end of the day, you came back and you're playing hard and you're playing fast. And I love Schroeder's game, man. Like, I feel like Dennis Schroeder, um, for some reason, uh, teams don't want to give him that starting point guard role and they don't really want to because maybe he kind of looks for his own shot a little too much at, at times. But skill-wise, Schroeder's nice. Like, he's super fast. He can get to the hole. He can shoot. Um, he has a nice mid-range game. Um but yeah, man, I really like Dennis Schroeder, and I'm really glad he's back with with, uh, with with the Lakers. And I don't think we will be able to do what we've been doing these last few games without him uh, stepping up with D'Angelo being hurt and LeBron being hurt. Schroeder stepped up majorly. Um, and Austin Reeves, man, um, people... People probably look, look look at Austin Reeves and think he's not that nice. And I tried to tell people with Caruso too, man. And people looked at Caruso like he wasn't that nice. But then when he got paid and went to the Bulls, people was looking at the Lakers like, oh, why did y'all let him go? Caruso, Caruso, Caruso. But when he was a Laker, people was shrugging their shoulders like, eh, he's all right. Man, look, Austin Reeves. That boy, nice, man. Like, I wouldn't say he's all-star potential at this point, but he plays the game. Man, that boy can do everything. Like, he can shoot, and he can pass, and he plays good defense, and he finishes in transition. He makes the right decisions the majority of the time. Like, he and then he got size. He like six five, six six, maybe six seven. Like I really like AR fifteen, man. Like Austin Reeves. Shout out to you, my boy. Like you have really made a name for yourself with Laker Nation, man. And I appreciate you, bro. And keep ball balling out. Like I want to see you get a max contract one day. Like for real. Um, but we're gonna wrap this one up, man. Episode twelve. Get with it or get lost. Appreciate y'all. I love y'all. We're going to be back with another one next week. And once again, shout out to my Los Angeles Lakers.